Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Power Your Life Radio, and I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure. And before we start, I just want to reach out to all the people around the globe who are experiencing challenges with lava, with with weather, with whatever kind of circumstances. We just want to send you our loving support and just know that you're not alone. And sometimes in the very difficult times, we feel very alone, but it's important to know that there are people who care, and that's important. Speaking of caring, we have so many facets of who we are, and often we don't recognize that there's a part of us that's called the shadow side, we'll talk about that more, that really often seems to be the darkest part of us or whatever, and often is hidden. So today we're going to find out more about what that is and how to embrace the shadow side to really help us create a bright day and a really bright future. And the best person to do that is on air with us right now, and I'm talking about Morgan Lynn, who wrote a book that I have in my hands called The Spirited Human. She's a renowned spiritual medium, a psychic empath, a clairvoyant, an intuitive coach, an ordained minister, a paranormal investigator, as well as a published author. With an eclectic approach to spirituality, Morgan supports the ever-evolving human, which is us, with compassion, straightforwardness, and with loving accountability. Her specialties are in shadow work and in supporting empaths in discovering their superpowers. As a professional speaker, Morgan has has held hundreds of workshops, classes, galleries, as well as speaking engagements, all with the intention of supporting the human, that's us, in remembering their truest alignment. Her new book, The Spirit of Human, Proactive Tools for a Reactive World, is filled with personal stories, comedic ahas, and practical spiritual teachings, part instruction manual for being human, and part roadmap for navigating the soul. Morgan Lynn's goal is to take readers on a journey back to their true selves. Welcome, Morgan. How are you? Hi, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you today. You know, I'm so excited to have you because oftentimes the shadow side is overlooked or or understated or people are so afraid of it they don't even want to glimpse at it because they think, ah, whatever. So <laughs> you're here to tell us otherwise. What is the shadow side, firstly? 
The shadow side is this part of us that we like to hide away the icky things, the things that we don't want to look at, the things that we don't want to face. And there's a myriad of reasons why. A lot of times it's the wounded parts of us as children, as we're navigating through, you know, life. We we have our hearts broken. We have our, our feelings, you know, get hurt. That shadow side is the part where we get to hide those things so that we really can just press on. Um, it, we end up forgetting about those parts. We end up forgetting about those wounds. And so they begin to fester. So shadow work is really just being able to go and look at what is wounded and give it the attention it needs so that it can start the healing process. You know, that's so beautifully put. And it sounds easy. And yet... Many people, like yeah. we both said, are, are really uncomfortable, maybe even afraid to look at that part of themselves. How do we get past that to really decide, well, you know, if we look at that and see what's been going on with that, whether it's old messages or, or you know, or training or conditioning or whatever, to change it, something beautiful can happen. How do you get past that? One, I think it's having conversation about it, honestly. Uh, Education is power, which is why I love talking about it, because we fear what we don't know. And because, you know, in in the shadows, we definitely don't know it's there, and so we're really afraid of it. And conversations like these help people understand that it's not going to harm you, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, It is scary. It is uncomfortable. But that's only because we've hidden it for so long. So by having these just really candid conversations about what it is and what it isn't, it helps to give the the human some bravery to be able to face it and and be able to open up those doors and look at what they've been hiding away. So it it is easy work. It's just that it's uncomfortable and we're designed to run away from what's uncomfortable. That's very true. <laughs> so how do you convince yeah. someone like <laughs> that, hey, you really, you're looking at this, it, you know, even if it may yeah. be temporarily uncomfortable, is really going to serve you in the long run in, in, in the best possible way? Yeah, that's hard because um, I have a really strong stance with people that I'm not going to force this on you. A person that when, when a person is willing to do the shadow work, when they're willing to show up for themselves, they're ready. And I'm just the space for them to feel supported and to, to walk with them through that journey. But I, I you know, your, your word, how do you convince people? I've been frustrated over the years trying to convince people that they need this. And I've learned that you can't put this on someone. They have to be willing and they have to be ready for it. And it's a, it's a beautiful moment when they do show up for that, but uh, you, you can't talk them into it. You can't put it on them because they'll, there's resistance, and, and you can't force that on them. You know, that's so true, and I think that when people are ready, they'll know it, and, and they'll be seeking yeah. that out, and something will happen within, within them that says, yeah, I want, you know, I want to find out more. I'm not afraid of this, and... And it it really can't harm me. It's better to look at it than to keep pushing it down and not even knowing what's there. So exactly. I, I think that's 
you probably have a personal story. I know there are stories, personal stories within this book, as well as other stories, the spirited human that you've written. Do you, would you like to share your personal shadow stories and what a little bit, just a glimpse of it and, and, and how you shifted that? Sure, yeah. Probably the biggest pivotal moment for me was, well, one, I was doing shadow work before I realized what it was called. And so that was very validating to read about other uh, people in the world that were doing it. So that was great. But my pivotal moment was when I realized that I had a story within me that said I was worthless. And after doing a little bit of looking at that and being present with that, I found the source of it. And this is what I mean by the wound. When we are children, we inevitably have someone in our life that has wounded us. And that person for me was my mother. She didn't say those words to me directly. It was always in um, actions or inactions. But over and over again, the child mind begins to believe that that story is true. They, there's this, oh, I must be worthless. I mu- this must be true because it keeps happening. The downside is when we're children, we're really just trying to get through that experience so that we can survive. But as adults, when we come into our freedom and our free will, you know, experiences, we don't really want to go back and look at that. And so there's there's this moment when you realize you have to go back and look at it. And and I did. And I I dug it out a little bit. And I, I gave that little child within me some attention. I heard her story. I acknowledged her. I validated her. And by the acknowledgement, the wound started to heal on its own. And that was a very pivotal moment for me where I realized, oh, we don't have to just keep walking around with these things and just acting like they're not there and trying to put on the brave face. We can be proactive and go towards them and give them the love and nurture that they need and they start healing. That was a very impactful moment for me. It sounds like it, and as well as empowering, because once you can, can recognize that whatever you were holding on as that little girl wasn't really true, it was just something that right. that that you took to be true from you know from what your mom was intimating or whatever. That um, right. there was a, a great opening, a revelation to some extent. Now, I, I just want to clarify for our listeners, I don't believe, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe that all of that happens just when we're a child. Many people go through marriages with abuse and, and even teachers in school or people who just offhandedly make us feel unworthy or less than or not good enough or whatever, you know, whatever that particular shadow mm-hmm. is. Am I correct in saying that it could happen, that experience, that feeling can happen at any time in our lives? Absolutely. What I'm what I mean by in the child mind is usually those are the moments where the the pattern gets set up because the the story I am worthless, I carried through my whole life until about, I don't know, 8 years ago. And so what happens is is those formative years creates the wound but then patterns start emerging and then we will have experiences that validate the story yep there it is again yep there it is again and we just keep creating these patterns and so yeah we'll go into our adult years 
and will have experiences that do break our hearts and, and feel very betraying. But nine times out of 10, you can, you can trace it back to that original wound. And, and that's actually where a lot of the shadow work comes into play. Finding that pattern allows us to trace it back and, and begin the healing of the origin of that pattern. And, you know, I think, it, I think the healing part is so beautiful because it's about embracing all of who we are and even mm-hmm. looking at the parts that we want to hide away because it hurts or it's uncomfortable and yet recognizing that we are more than that and, and to really, to me, to really embrace the fullness of ourselves, which is, you know, we're, we're limitless in, in who we can be. So I'm looking at your book. I love the cover, by the way. It's a great cover. Thank you. It (laughs) flows. Why did you name it The Spirited Human, and what does that mean? The Spirited Human, for me, means the brave soul that is willing to look at these things that we don't want to look at generally. It is the person that is seeking their wholeness. But, and I love that you said it that way when we're looking for this wholeness in life. We can't do that just by looking at the positive attributes. We must look, and it's not that it's negative, it's just that it's scary. So wholeness is really what we're all seeking, but we're not doing it in a whole way. We're looking at just half the story. So being spirited means being brave and willing to ask big questions and then willing to hear the true answers. Because that's where we're going to get down to who we really are, not who we think we are. You know, I love how you put that. And it's interesting because I do, I do work with the inner child, too. And, and it's mm. so important to recognize that we have an inner child who, like you said, maybe has been wounded and, and, and we keep repeating some of those patterns. And yet... There's another. There's a beautiful side to the inner child that really can help us in our lives, in our creativity, in looking at mm-hmm. at the world and a day in a, in a new way, and can really help us in a very beautiful and exciting way. What's your experience mm-hmm. in 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 working with some people to help them uncover or or look at and examine their shadow side, and then get to that. Aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little note around that. I agree with you about the inner child. Um, I I work a lot with archetypes with people. Archetypes to me are moments in our lives where we're taking on a personality trait or an attribute. And the child in its light aspect can be considered the magical child where it's light and play and we – We don't take things so seriously and everything is so magical and beautiful. In the shadow aspect, that's the wounded child. And the thing I like telling people is that everything has a light and a shadow aspect. One of my favorite archetypes to work with is the prostitute archetype, primarily because I have a very strong shadow prostitute archetype where the shadow likes to sell out. She wants people to love and accept her. And she's going to do just about anything to get that. But the light aspect of the prostitute is she knows her worth, and this is what it costs. And if you want it, this is what you're going to do in exchange for it. So these 
so-called negative traits that we would call ourselves isn't that that it's negative. It's that it could be in the shadow aspect and the shadow works against us. So a lot of what I do with people is one, validate that they're okay and, and, and have these terminology conversations where, yeah, that's what that is. We have this empowerment when we can call something what it is and then we can understand it better. So a lot of the times I work with people in their, like, which archetype are you, are you acting from today? What, do, and do you like that aspect? Because now you have the ability to change it if you like. You know, I think that that's so important. And, and to speak to something that you said, I, into, we, we embrace all aspects. So I don't, like to, I don't really like to label, like you, positive and negative. They're just part right. of who we are. And like you said, it's part of that shadow side and the, and the illuminated side, I'll call it, is the light side, is, mm-hmm. is part of us. It's so important to mm-hmm. embrace all facets of ourself and what you ourselves and what you do is really beautiful because you're helping people look at that uncomfortable part of themselves where they would <laughs> rather hide <laughs> from themselves right. more than probably <laughs> right. other people. <laughs> so, yeah. um I I think that's so important. How did you get into um, being a clairvoyant? Was that something you were born with? Because I, I teach a lot about that, too. What, what, mm-hmm. Is there a history there? Is there a story with yeah. that? Yeah, I feel like I was born empathic. That was uh, the one that I noticed as a child. And, of course, typically as children, we don't understand it, especially if our family and surroundings don't understand it. So I did that typical, I felt weird, I didn't want to be weird, so I shut it down. And then in my late 20s, early 30s is where the empath side of me started coming back online. But over the years, I feel like I taught myself clairvoyance and clairaudience. I don't remember ever seeing and hearing as a child, and yet I felt everything. And so I felt like my empath was my dominant, and then just through practice and, and focus, I, I turned on my third eye and my ear chakras. You know, I think that's important because people need to recognize, yes, some people, we all have those gifts. We do. And, and mm-hmm. some people, those gifts are more developed and from birth or whatever. And, and like you said, you can teach yourself or you can work with someone to help you access those areas within yourself and oftentimes like you said one can be more prominent than the other i'm an empath too and i didn't understand it when i was growing up because i was feeling and sensing and experiencing what other people were going through and 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 knowing it wasn't mine but not knowing what what i was and you understand it what that was all about and and it's very challenging when you don't know who to talk to about it or or understand it until until you finally do. <laughs> what could I say? Right, right. Which I think is really the hero's journey. You know, we we come into this world and we have all of this stuff about us but no outlets and no understanding for it and then and it beats us down a little bit, but then we send we seem to kind of come back around and go, Oh, okay, I've got this and 
and then we get it. And so I feel like that's what a lot of people go through, um, the hero's journey. That's, that's, that's how I see it. I love that, the hero's journey. That goes so beautifully with the spirited human because, in a way, <laughs> we are heroes in our own lives and we are spirited. Mm-hmm. So what drew you to, to write this book? And let's talk about the book a little bit and the incredible tools that are in here that anybody can use to really help them open up to all of who they are. Yeah, that was really the intention of the book was to create something that was accessible to all. I really wanted to write the book in the middle of the road. I didn't want it to be overly spiritual, you know, sugary, sweet, airy-fairy. And yet at the same time, I wanted it to be accessible for people that were on a spiritual journey. And so I tried to write it right in the middle of that sweet spot where it was um, everyone could have a little bit from it. And the idea of the book is that I know that we all are all from different paths. We walk our different, you know, our lifestyles, our beliefs, our, our uh, convictions, but we're all created the same and we have the same mechanics and life gets very bumpy when we're not paying attention to the mechanics. So I wanted to create something like a handbook for people to be able to go back, much like what we would do to our car when it needs oil, an oil light will come on, we give it oil. We put the machine back in alignment. But we're not much different than that. And and I wanted to bring the awareness back to self and then give some proactive tools for people to be able to put those that, that mechanics back into alignment. So before we get into one of the tools, can you tell, and you and I understand about alignment, but I'm not sure that all our listeners are familiar with it. What Mm -hmm. is alignment? What does that mean, being in in that alignment? Yeah, for me, I feel that alignment is, when I say I'm in alignment, I am connected to the wisdom that I am. That means different things to people. That can mean you're connected to your soul's path. It could be connected to your higher self. Uh, A lot of people will call it different things. For me, because I'm empathic, it's a feeling. When I feel the flow and ease and I feel light, I'm in alignment, meaning I'm making decisions that are serving my highest good. When I'm out of alignment, it could feel bumpy. It feels like I have to give a lot of effort. Maybe I'm hitting and missing a lot of things. It feels like I might be making decisions from my ego self, I might be attached. No, I really want it to be this way. But that's a lot of effort and a lot of strain and a lot of work. So in alignment for me means I am making decisions that are serving my highest good. And taking that a step further, I'm making decisions that my soul has said it wanted to do. So there's a, and it, it re- and that sounds very confusing, but it really distills down to something very easy. Does this feel light or heavy? Light or heavy? That's my deciding moment right there because light is alignment. Heavy feels like I'm attached to something and I'm really trying hard to do it the way my, my ego self wants to do it. You know, that that is so very important because oftentimes when when we're worried or we're stressed or we're focused, we're, we're mm-hmm. in that shadow side and, and we don't recognize it. And when we're tuning in to that lighter side, we get loving answers, we get support, we feel 
better about whatever the direction is. I had that experience earlier this morning. And it's it's just more of an uplifting moment for us that you're so right. We recognize that that we're where we are and it feels to me it feels wonderful. We have right, someone yeah. who's been very patient <laughs> wanting <laughs> a, a wanting a very brief reading from you, Morgan. Uh, okay. would you be to give her a brief reading? Absolutely. Okay, hold on. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, good morning. Um, my name is Erica. Okay, Erica, Hi, you Erica. wanted to talk to okay. Morgan and us for a few? Yes, I just um, I was looking for some insight in terms of career. Um, I kind of feel like I'm not sure where I'm going, and I wanted to know what you guys see there. Okay. It feels like, <clears throat> let me just kind of tune in to you. Um, are you currently working for someone? Um, not not really. I'm just taking, like, temp jobs as they go okay. and come around. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it feels like you're meant to do something on your own because I keep seeing you boxed in anytime you're working for someone else. In other words, when you're investing in someone else's business, it is so unsatisfactory to you that it it feels like it sucks you dry. And I think that's why you're not being able to find something that you like. Um, I do see that your ego side is in is flared up because you're in your fear mode with it. Um, very common because it's our survival button. We're trying to survive. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it, I don't know what this means to you, but it's, because here's the truth of it. This is what your guys are saying. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you do it for yourself. And that's the difference between the what is my purpose question in life. Angels don't look at our purpose. There's no one purpose. Your purpose is to be in alignment with what you love. So go do whatever it is that puts joy into you. But you, it feels like you're going to need to do it for yourself and not work for other people. I think you're trying to hang on to some security by working for other people. Um, I've been applying to different um, law firms and um, even, like, county jobs with a prosecuting attorney. I haven't heard from anyone, so I'm just kind of frustrated. Um, Right. But, I mean, I'm willing to do anything. I've been taking these um, banquet jobs, um, just serving and and so I don't feel like I, you know, I'm willing to work regardless of, you know, my education right. and and bilingual skills. But I it's yeah, your your drive know. is there. The drive is there, and that's not you know you're not a lazy person. But what I keep hearing is, but you're not doing something for you. You're willing to do mm-hmm. anything, but you're doing it from a space of. Um, well, I don't know if you were listening, but it's that prostitute archetype. You're willing to do anything, mm-hmm. but what your guides are asking you is what do you really want to do? And then do side jobs until you get that going. But there's something within mm-hmm. you that needs to be born, and, and you working for other people isn't going to feed that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's helped go into what you need to do for you, as Morgan said, and 
you will mm-hmm. find the answers. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan, you have something in your book that I think is incredible called Claire Cognizant. Can you explain to mm-hmm. our listeners what that means and what that's about? Yeah, yeah we've spoken um, before about being empathic, which is also called clairsentient, and clairvoyant and clairaudient. The claircogs are the ones that just know. And yeah. it gets very interesting when you're talking to Claire Cog because, excuse me, they we, of course, the empaths and the, and the seers and the hearers, we understand that they're getting direct downloads from source. They are so directly connected that they're just getting their information directly that way. But they don't see it that way. They tend to be the scientists and the inventors and the creators of the world that just know. And so they attribute their divine connection to their own geniusness. And so they're very interesting creatures when you have an opportunity to talk to them. Well, I don't, you know, I think that's fascinating. And one of the, I mean, that I thought that that was one of my primary um, gifts. And I would, you know, but I would never trust it because it was like, well, how do I know this? I'm not hearing it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not feeling it, although I can now do all of that. How do you know? Right. And that's so weird for somebody, but I don't see myself as a scientist or a, I mean, <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, no, that's but I okay. Think it's, it, it's, a t- it's a tendency. It doesn't mean you have to. But, no, that is the downside to it because you don't have the evidential proof. You don't hear the angel messages or see the, the guidance on a clairvoyant level. And, and it's harder to trust because, Claire Cogs don't have that evidential proof that everyone else gets. The truth is, and you and I have talked about it, and I really want our listeners to get it, is that you may have an emphasis in one of these, like you said, clairaudient, clairsentient, clairvoyant, and you can develop them. Like I said, I I only had that knowing, or at least I thought I did, until... I started to really expand my my understanding about this, and now can now are able you know I'm able to to really work with with all of those in a very beautiful way. So I don't want people to be discouraged if they if they just have one or they can't tap into any of them or whatever because right. I believe, and I'm sure you agree with me. I believe that we all have the potentiality for this. I right? Yeah. Yeah, I tell people, honor what you are, celebrate what you are, because as, as much as you can embrace the whatever we would call the dominant one, the other ones will come play with you as well. If you're angry that you're one or frustrated and you want the others and you don't like what you are and you have any kind of disruption in that acceptance, the others won't come back online. And so don't hate what you are, love what you are, and then go play with the others, and it makes it a lot easier for them to come play with you as well. You know, that's so very important because people get discouraged when, oftentimes when I've mm-hmm. taken people on an inner journey, and I'll say, now I just say sense, I used to say see very early on, and, but I can't see anything 
And it's okay. Right. So you, and I always like to say to people, just go with what the primary is, and the others, just like you said, Morgan, the others will fall into place if you're not pushing against it, like you just said. So that's wonderful. Right. Can you give our listeners <clears throat> one of the the techniques that's in the book that we could utilize to really help us be more of who we are. Yeah, absolutely. My always my go-to the the standard baseline that I always do every day for the rest of my life is grounding and centering. And there's a really interesting relationship we have with that because humans are designed to believe that something that is valuable must be worked hard and we must have a lot of effort for it. I, it's that the no pain, no gain mentality. So grounding and centering is one of the easiest things you'll ever do, but it gives us the most benefit. And the reason is we are survival based beings. We want to get through this life with as little pain as possible and, and succeed as, as much as we can. Grounding activates the root chakra which is your survival and your security when you are grounded you have something to hold on to when life gets bumpy when the hurricane comes it's like a gigantic tree that is rooted in the ground and it will hold on to you but when we're not grounded and that hurricane comes you really are at the mercy of the storm so grounding gives you leverage against the the bumpy winds of life Centering connects our spirituality. It connects our spirit selves to the all, to the whole, to the universe, to anything and everything that is. When we are connected in that way, we don't feel so abandoned and and minuscule and lonely. It connects us to something that is bigger than we are, and and it really does drive our faith. And I don't mean necessarily religion or spirituality beliefs. I mean even just faith in yourself, faith in the world, faith in how things work and that they're going to be okay. So when you have the human being satisfied in the grounding and then the soul side being connected in in the centering, you really are a powerful human that can do anything you want. But because there's such simple exercises, we blow past them because we're like, oh, that's not important because you know, that only took me 20 seconds. That must not be very important. But it is the most important thing you can do for yourself. So let's do it. Awesome. You want me to walk you through it? Well, yeah, I do it myself, but I think that our listeners would really benefit from it. So if it's not that long, let's no. do it. Yes. No. Let's give them a- oh, how fun. Okay. Here's my favorite <laughs> one. This is the one that I do the most, and it can take – I recommend that you take your time with it when you're first learning. Don't push, don't rush, don't get frustrated with it because grounding and centering really is just using your imagination, and so it doesn't matter what you do. And I'm a fan of having more than one way, so don't ever think that you have to do it just one way. I like my variety, so have fun with it. So in your body, I want you to imagine that you are perfectly floating in space directly Below you is the earth, and uh, directly above you is the sun, and they are equal distance to you. So this perfect picture, you're able to breathe, everything is safe, you are so beautiful right there in that moment. 
Take your awareness to the base of your spine, which is where the root chakra is located. I want you to take a beautiful golden cord down to the earth, and I want you to bead cord through the center of the earth and then back up to you. And then take it around again, take it around again, and just keep looping it around until you feel that surge of energy in the lower part of your body. And with your wisdom and your awareness, keep that flow going, but I want you to take your awareness to the top of your head, and another golden cord comes out of your crown chakra up to the sun, beat it, go take that cord to the middle of the sun like a bead, and back down to you, and loop it around again, and loop it around again, and keep that flow of energy going until you feel the top of your head activated. Now we're going to connect all of that down to the earth, back up to you, up to the sun, back down to you, around and around. You're figurating golden cords, and the faster and faster it goes, it starts crossing in the heart chakra. Mm. So down to the earth, up to the sun, down to the earth, up to the sun. Faster and faster, it just starts activating that heart chakra. And then just kind of pull out and see the whole picture. See you, see the earth, see the sun. And I want you to see how beautifully bright and radiant those cords are and how it's activating the center of you, the heart chakra. And that's what I do every day. I love it. Yeah, I do something similar, but that's that's so beautiful. And it works. I think it works quickly. Now, maybe when somebody's it starting, it take a while, but it's a great thing to, that you've recommended for people to do on a daily basis. And why not start early in the morning because, or when you, know, when you arrive, yeah. because that's when you need to start, you. <laughs> right, right. It prepares you for the day ahead. Wonderful. So you and I talked a little bit about maybe giving me a mini reading, which I'm a little hesitant Mm -hmm. about, but I'd love to hear (laughs) (laughs) what our guidance has to say. And I'm not going to ask a specific question, if that's okay. That's actually perfect. I I actually prefer not knowing anything about people. It helps me. My my guides call that shut up and listen, and and it's tongue in cheek. You know, they're they're joking, but it's they know that humans have questions, but really they want to tell you what they want to tell you. So that's, that's what they call it: shut up and listen. I love it. Let me just connect with you. Yeah, I just want to take a look at your energy. I start by looking at a person's chakra system. And I'm seeing, okay, so here's what I see around the heart chakra. I see scar tissue, which tells me that you have had damage to the heart chakra and uh, maybe even a little bit around the physical body, um, lungs and heart maybe. But it's, the scar tissue is the signal for me that you have gotten through that and you have healed, and now the scar tissue is there as a reminder so that you can help others through their wounds. And I think that's the big message is you've gotten through it and there's still some tenderness. I see a couple of spots that are um, still a little tender. 
but everything that you've learned over the past, and they're, they're showing me 30, so the past 30 mm-hmm. years, you have been able to incorporate in how you walk people through their own healing process. So I think, I think what they're doing with that is validating to you that it was not for nothing. <laughs> I totally understand that. It's, you know, it's really true okay. because often, often before I will use, u- utilize a technique or something with other people, I've had to figure out how to, how to help myself through something and have utilized all those techniques to get me mm. through it whatever it was so so wonderful thank you for that i appreciate and it, it and it it makes you an official it may uh, official it makes you an efficient healer because you've you've lived it and you can you there's something about you where you're able to access information within you there's uh, it's interesting they're showing me data like like binary code within you mm-hmm. i don't know what that means they just showed me binary code you're able to access data within you without reigniting the wounds. And I think that's an important component for being a healer. You don't actually reignite them. You, and then, they, again, they show me those two spots. You've still got two areas that you're actively working on, but it's going right. to be okay. You're doing really great with it. Um, as much as you can acknowledge and honor it, which I, I already know you do, um, I don't know what the binary code means. That's pretty cool, though. I feel like there's some higher (laughs) wisdom coming into you, maybe some sacred geometry and uh, sacred math (laughs) coming into you. Yeah. um, I had an injury, and when I had an injury, and I don't want to go into this here because I want you to talk about you and your book, but that opened up so much more information that I'm still downloading Mm. to this day. So it's really wonderful. Gotcha. Well, thank you. That was incredible, Morgan. Oh, tell yeah, you're people, welcome. Tell people how they can find this book, The Spirited Human, Proactive Tools for a Reactive World. And like I said, I love the title. How they could get more information about you, find out about how to work with you, and all that wonderful stuff. Absolutely. The book is available on Amazon.com as well as BarnesandNoble.com. If you would like an actual autographed book, just contact me directly. And the easiest way to find me and the services that I provide and the classes that I teach is on my website, which is MorganLynn.com. And you'll find everything you need there, including just more information about me. I'm a full disclosure type person. I like I like knowing that people know what they're walking in on, so I <laughs> I like to educate. So there's lots of information on my website, and it's I try to make it pretty easy to use and and follow through and and but that's morganlin.com, pretty easy. Wonderful, and the, the spelling is M O R R I G H A N. That's real important. Lynn L Y N N E dot com. Wonderful. You are a blessing, and you have so much wealth and wonderful information that you so beautifully share with everyone. I want to thank you so much for being a very special guest and for all that you do in the world to help people become more of who they truly are. Thank you. Thank you for that, and thanks for having me. I really enjoyed connecting with you. 
I did just enjoy connecting with you, too. And more to come. You have another book inside of you, you know. I know. I've, I've you know had, there's like three waiting in line. <laughs> well, there's one that's that's sooner than later. <laughs> it just kept yes, popping yes, up. Yes, you're you correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for all that you do, and it's been a pleasure. And have a beautiful day, Morgan Lynn. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. So remember what Morgan Lynn was talking about. You have so much And one of the simple um, techniques that she walked us through was really to remember how to ground yourself and how to really appreciate and expand yourself and get connected to the earth and to the higher realms through your chakras and through that beautiful golden cord that she so beautifully helped us create. Speaking of being an incredible being, you are, and that's why I call this show Power Your Life, because you have within you the techniques, the abilities, the strength, the gifts to be all that you can be. And even if you're not even aware of that yet, just take a baby step towards that, towards the brilliance of who you are. And that is very important because oftentimes as Morgan Lynn was talking about when we're so immersed in the shadow side, we really can devalue us. And you need to know, you need to remember that you are an incredible, valuable being just for who you are. Thanks so much for joining us. And next week, June 13th, tune in to find out more about how to achieve impact and success through your Authenticity with Anna Piera, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, and Sherry Elise. And if you've missed any part of this show, you can go to blogtalkradio.com, Power Your Life, find out more. You can find out more about this show and more and, and other wonderful things on my website, docdocwhit.org. Remember to be all that you can be, and to celebrate you. Have a blessed day, and thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit docwhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.